Hello. <laughs> Happy Sunday. That's a little bit too dark underneath this hat. Let's kick it backwards. Feel a bit more comfortable now. Alrighty. Um, shit. Let's get right into it, guys. So I watched a remake of one of my favorite books of all time last night. Uh, it's been remade into movies, I think, three times now. Might be four. Um, Dune. <laughs> now, first of all, uh, I'm going to just... I'm not doing a movie review here, but... What's up, Kyler? Um, but that movie was fire. They did a great job. What's up, Stanley? It was super, super dark and creepy, and they did a great, great job at it. But... Uh, if you haven't noticed, the title of this talk here is Fear is the Mind Killer. That's, um, what's up, Chris? One of my favorite quotes from that book. It's been a mantra of mine for a very long time. So much so, it says, Fear is the Mind Killer, right here on my collarbone. All right, and throat. <laughs> so, let's talk about fear, all right? It's crippling. It's crippling you. It's crippling society. It's crippling all of us in ways that we could only hope to truly understand if we really take the time to look at it. And fear is just doubt. Fear is doubt in your, in your fucking calling. It's doubt in your purpose. It's doubt in your place in the world. It's doubt that there's a perfect U-shaped hole in this world that you need to be filling. It's doubt in God's plan. It's doubt in the perfection of the universe. It's doubt in every single thing that has ever existed. Thanks, Kyler. We're going to get you set up. I'm going to have Abba, my assistant, get with everybody who wanted a hoodie and a shirt, and we'll start getting all that rolled through for y'all. Um, and so here's, here's the real kicker, guys, is that the, the hard thing about it is that like fear and love are opposites. Love is a choice. Love is a difficult thing to do. Anybody that really loves somebody and loves themselves will attest to the fact that it is the hard thing to do. It's easy to be fearful. It's easy to act out of fear. Now, the results are not easy to cope with. The results you get when you consistently fucking act out of fear are horrifying. They're painful. It fucks your whole life up consistently. As an addict, um, I know that thoroughly. For example, my consistent need to run from the life that I'd created because it was so horrible because of my using consistently brought me back to the same place that consistently took my fucking peace of mind from me. What's up, Carson? Um, and that is to say that I knew what was fucking my life up, but I was too afraid of how hard it was going to be to fix it all for me to, to do it. But the fear was what was holding me back. It turns out it was fucking hard. It was really fucking hard, but it gets easier. Anything that we do for long periods of time gets easier and easier and easier. It's a matter of exposure. It's a great way to go through therapy. If you have shit that scares the fuck out of you, expose yourself to it a lot. Eventually, you'll get better at it. You have a hard time standing up for yourself like I did, like I do sometimes still. Keep doing it, and eventually it gets easier and easier and easier to do it. To people you never would have thought in a million years you'd be able to do it to. To situations you never thought in a million years you'd be able to do it to. And it'll change your very life. But if you keep acting out of fear, you're destroying your life. I define sin personally, and it's one of my favorite definitions I've ever seen, was in, um, it's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, um, great book, um, but he defines sin as anything that goes against our better nature, okay? <laughs> Goosebumps. 
I want you to like live with that in your mind for a second. Sin is anything that goes against your better nature. Your better nature is to grow. It's to be strong. Your better nature is not to be weak and fearful and fucking indulgent in things that make you feel a little bit better for the moment because you can't manage to fucking work your courage up to do the things that you need to do. The inability to look at yourself objectively is a direct result of fear. You're too afraid of what you might see if you look objectively at the situation. So we make shit up that sounds good, but ain't real. What's up, Heather? What's up, Alexis? We make shit up. What's up, Mason? Uh, we make shit up that just sounds good in the moment, but that's one of my favorite things that I love that Cassie used to say all the time. It just sounds good. I hear it in my voice all in my, in my head all the time. It's like, I'm getting ready to say something, make an excuse, do something, whatever, explain myself. It's like, well, it sounded good. But that's all it did. It didn't resolve the situation to explain myself. It didn't change the nature of the struggle I was having by explaining myself. People don't want excuses. We all know what a fucking excuse looks like. We don't like them, but we give them to other people because we can't look objectively at our situation because it's too fucking scary. But the reality is, is that you are the sum total of every decision you've ever made in your life currently. Scary, right? It's your fault. <laughs> the things that happened to you that you didn't do, like say, for sake of example, like me as a child being, you know, molested, being fucking, you know, physically and mentally abused. The fact that I didn't ask for those things doesn't change the fact that it's my responsibility to fucking heal them. Otherwise, who's going to do it for me? Nobody. There's that, that's the reality of it, man. God can help me, like, God can help me heal that shit. But only if I take responsibility for bringing it to his feet. Only if I see the fact that my pain is my responsibility to fix and then ask God to help me with it because it's a job I can't do alone. But as long as I am A, afraid to come to God with that, B, afraid to take accountability for it, C, afraid that I might have too much work to do, and so on and so forth until ad infinitum, the idea is that the fear is controlling it. I'm trying to make a reason why it's not going to work. But it will. I'm living fucking proof. And if I can do it, so can you. And the hardest part about fear is that this quote from this book, it's tattooed again on my fucking body permanently from this movie that's out right now, fire movie, um, is when I read it, I was like, holy fucking shit. The first time I read that, I had to have been like 21, 22, maybe a little bit older. And I was just like, oh my God, this dude is onto something. And it's in a novel. Again, all goosebumps, whole body right now. Um, and that is, it goes like so. I might, hopefully, I, I might paraphrase. I, I really should have it because I've repeated it so many times. But it's, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. It's the little death before total obliteration. I shall face my fears, allow them to pass over and through me. And where my fear has passed, I shall turn the inner eye and see its path. Where fear has been, there shall be nothing. Only I shall remain. I like to add an addendum on that to say, only I ever was, and only I ever shall be. Because, like, <laughs> to drive that point home, guys, once you let it pass over you and you act in the face of the fear, it disappears. Once you act in the face of your anxiety, it fucking dissipates. Once you stop wondering what might be fucking wrong with you and take a strong fucking look at it, 
all of a sudden you have options. Once you ask yourself the right questions, why am I like this? You'll find the answers. But as long as we're too afraid to ask a question that we might not like to hear the answer, we will never change. We will forever be trapped in this fucking limbo between being able to actually live in the moment, which is the fucking most beautiful, most wonderful feeling ever when you can just be there present in the moment with your kids, with your family, with the people you fucking love, with the things that matter to you. When you can be in flow state, helping your family, helping yourself, just loving every second of it. And fear denies that to you in every way, shape, or form. It denies it to you by helping you live in the past by, oh my God, what if this happens again someday? What if this happens again someday? And now you're living up here. It might be coming. What if this person does that? What if this person does that? Thank you for sharing, Amanda. You know, I mean, it really depends on each individual person. Really, it is different. But in my experience personally, the three most important factors for me dealing with my own anxiety is A, I need to be physically active every day, every fucking day. Like if a kid needs to be run out of energy or they flip the fuck out in your house and a dog does and every other kind of animal needs to burn some energy or they get fucking anxious and start tearing shit the fuck up, why would we think we're any different? We're not. We really do need to burn energy. We used to have to do that to live and now we don't and anxiety is at an all-time high. Two, to look at the situation you find yourself in that is causing anxiety and then attempt to address that in a meaningful fashion. So if it's a situational anxiety, which you've just addressed there that it's not, it will 99.9% .9 of the time, once you choose something and then move forward, it tends to dissipate, at least for me. Again, this is just my experience. And three, when you have a situation like this where somebody's just anxiety comes out of fucking nowhere, it is my experience, sounds weird, this isn't actually three, but it goes back to number one, to choose to exercise. I know that sounds so fucking crazy, but it happens to me a lot. I just had a fucking nowhere, like, <laughs> I go to my back room, I find a little corner, and I do 50 push-ups. It seems impractical, but panicking at work is way, way less practical. <laughs> and I've never been in the middle of a push-up set and been like, what am I going to fucking do to pay my mortgage? Never, not once. It's never happened. By the time I get 30 of them in, I'm like, fuck, this sucks, man, damn. Wait, I'm a little bit stronger than I remember last time. And before I know it, my mind's somewhere else. But really, anxiety is living outside of flow state. So the third one, the third tool, in my opinion, to get out of an anxiety attack is to find the things that you're passionate about and just start doing it, okay? Just start doing it. Get passionate. Work your energy up to really fucking direct your focus on something. It's hard to freak out about what might be happening or what might be causing you a problem. All these things, if you have your focus so thoroughly on something else, it's it's a form of uh, therapy where they like it's like diversion, like diversion tactics. You're trying to force your attention to something that's not fucking killing you inside you. But it is all based in fear, and I believe you know as a Christian, but as a as a, like, you know, a man with faith, as a man who's, who I'd like to think is spiritual, I believe that, that fear is the tool of the enemy, that fear is the tool of however you want to call it, the devil, the negative forces in the universe, whatever it is, that tool actively damages everything that's in front of you by preventing you from taking direct action on it. 
Bravery and faith, gotta have it in today's world. I think you've always had to have it, but the weirdest part about it, man, is it's super hard to be brave in today's world because what do we define as brave anymore? It used to be the dude that got a shield and a sword and charged into battle was brave. But now it's, it's almost sometimes it's brave to get up out of fucking bed, which is weird because we have it so convenient that everything fucks us up internally. And so far, so far, my cure-all period for fear in my life is to have confidence. And for us to have confidence, we need to act in the face of fear. The bravest man is not the one who doesn't feel fear. He's the one that fucking picks up his battle gear when he's getting ready to piss his pants and is shaking to fucking death and still goes into battle for his brothers and his family. That's bravery. It's facing potential negative consequences and life-threatening situations with a clear head knowing that you must fucking do this. And when you do that often enough, you'll find that the confidence just returns in the weirdest ways, man. I used to be so afraid of going to the gym or something like that. I didn't realize I was until afterwards. I used to be so afraid of going to the gym that people were like, look how scrawny he is. All right? I used to be so afraid that I was going to have tons of health issues because I never went to the doctor and never addressed my health. Well, guess what? My fear actively kept me focused on it and attracting more of it instead of doing it and acting in the face of it. And as it turns out now, I fucking love working out. I love physical exercise. I love stretching my mental muscles out and getting the fuck out there. But that's what makes you confident, consistent, difficult action. You got a lot of shit you're afraid of in your life? Find something that scares the fuck out of you and go do it. Hmm. Weird. Remember what I said earlier? <laughs> Remember what I said earlier? That Thank you, Lacey. I love you, honey. That when you expose yourself to situations that make you fearful, they tend to go away. A lot of people say they got a fear of heights. They go skydiving. It says it almost cured them of it. Or maybe it did. Everything can be approached like that. Because most of the shit you're afraid of is not life or fucking death. Most of the shit you're afraid of is people's fucking opinions. And meanwhile, God's over here tapping you on the shoulder being like, dog, dog, you know why you feel this way? Because you ain't acting like I made you to act. Justin. Hey, stupid. Justin. Hey. They didn't call me stupid, but hey, Justin. Shaking me spiritually. Bruh, I made you for more than this. Bruh. That's what I felt. Because I wasn't being me. We stand on the bones of generation after generations of fucking warriors. We are a chosen generation because we have the fucking luxury now of choosing to be spiritual. We are a royal priesthood. We are literally the descendants of kings and warriors and all of the fucking survivors from the dawn of fucking time. And I want you to start acting like it. My fucking scalp is fucking like straight up, like just covered in goosebumps right now. I want you to fucking act like you're chosen. I want you to stop fucking pussyfooting it around God's plan for you. I want you to stop waiting for life to fucking happen to you and start happening to life. There's only one cure for all of this. There's only one cure for the fear you feel in your fucking very soul. And that's to ask God 
What do you want from me? What do you want from me, God? And then go do it. Stop asking God for everything. You don't even fucking need half the shit you asking him for. Fuck, man. If you got it, you'd probably squander it anyway because you'd realize that the person that is going to get the things that you're praying for needs to be the person that deserves them and earns those things. That's why I don't pray anymore to ask God to make something happen for me. Even if something's coming up, like when, when Vinny was going to his audition the other day, God, thank you so much for the strength of character for him to just succeed at this. God, thank you. I know he's going to crush it. Thank you for making him such an amazing artist and giving him such a huge passion that it's going to be expressed in everything he does. Thank you for choosing to let me be his father so that I can help guide him through this process. Thank you, God, for making me strong enough to get through this. Too many of us out here asking, why me, God? Why not you? Your purpose is so much greater than what you could ever fucking think. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you're sitting around acting like you're nothing. And I know all too well that pain because I used to be that person. And here I am telling you, thank you, God, for giving you the strength to make it through it. Thank you, God, for giving anybody and everybody that ever watches this and anybody that doesn't the strength to make it through the fucking most difficult of situations in their life. Thank you, God, for showing them their purpose and letting them love their life in a way that I know only you could show them. Thank you for showing them their truth so that they can express that truth to the world in a form of passion and love. That's all there is to it, guys. You either fucking let fear destroy everything that you've ever loved and you watch it happen continuously every day. It destroys everything you've ever loved over and over and over again. Or you start doing the hard things. You start doing the impossible things. You start setting goals so crazy that you don't believe that there's really any way you could ever figure this out, but you believe that God will help you make it work. Because he will. That's inviting God into an impossible situation to get an impossible outcome. And I stand before you today because of these very principles. But you don't have to take my word for it. All you have to do is just sit down and have a conversation between you and your creator. Have a conversation between you, you, and your creator. Because you need to talk to you too. You deserve it. You owe it to yourself. Show some fucking love. Get out there and fucking strangle this shit. Get it. <laughs> love y'all.